This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning State Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born Better call Saul, better call Saul You wanna tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can Blue lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click You know who to call and you better call quick Saul, Saul, you better call Saul You fight for your rights when your back's to the wall Stick it to the man, justice for all You better call Saul It's a brand new episode of Better Talk Saul Cinema Geekly's Better Call Saul podcast It's Anthony Lewis, Glenn Bovane We're back to talk more Better Call Saul Season 5 Episode 6 Wexler v. Goodman Um... I already went through this paragraph, Glenn, and it does not cover many <laughs> things in this episode, including some of the best stuff, so it'll be up to us to discuss them. But yeah. in a nutshell, uh, here's what happened on this uh, episode of Saul. Kim tells Jimmy that she does not want to follow through on blackmailing Kevin and wants to reach a settlement between Mesa Verde and Everett Acker. And Jimmy agrees. At the meeting to finalize the settlement, Jimmy asks for $4 million, which is not the agreed upon amount. Kevin no. finds, which uh, Kevin ridicules. Kim's insight into uh, Subcheck's photos is that Mesa Verde's logo was inspired by a, fo- uh, a photograph the bank never obtained permission to use. And Jimmy pressures Kevin by threatening an injunction against displaying the logo and also uh, showing him TV ads seeking plaintiff's cases for class action lawsuits against the bank, which depicts Kevin's father unfavorably, to say the least. Good work, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Gus, Victor, and Mike meet with Nacho, who reports on Lalo Salamanca's plans to reveal the location of Gus's street dealer's to the police. Gus directs Victor to give up low-level employees while ensuing nothing leads back to Gus. Mike secretly points to the police, Lalo's involvement in the murder of the money wire clerk, and they converge on Lalo while he's driving. Uh, presumably he's arrested. So, uh... No, j- that's not actually what he gives direction on. Oh, he tells him to promote low-level you promote uh, yes. deal, to promote them and hire new ones and use those new ones to go to jail because we take care of yes. our own. I mean, wow. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Kevin 
Uh, Kevin meets privately with Jimmy and accepts the deal to pay Acker and the photographer. Of course, not the $4 million. It was a much lower amount. Uh, Kim vents her frustration to Jimmy once they get home, upset that he made her the sucker for this con. She tells Jimmy they either need to break up or get married. <sighs> what? Glenn. I don't know. What, what uh, did you this think episode, of this episode broke my heart. Oh, it yeah. broke my heart. Yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us all about it. It's just sad. Ugh. I mean, where do you want to start? Do you want to just work our way backwards, or... Yeah, let's start from the... Let's just start from the beginning. I actually think the beginning of the episode was very poignant, because it's a flashback to young Kim. Yeah, yeah. Who is clearly waiting outside of her uh, school after a band practice or something for her mom to pick her up and like one car comes in and just drives by. That's not her. The other car finally comes in, but like music's blaring. She's clearly been drinking and it's established here that Kim does not put up with bullshit. Like she knows her mom is full of shit. She's a liar and she would rather walk home than ride in the car with her drunk mother. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that sort of just gives us a, a look at like, this is who Kim Wexler is, or at least who she used to be. And then it jumps in with her, like deciding she doesn't want to follow through on the blackmailing. Uh, and then things kind of unfold, um, from there. But yeah, let's, let's just start there and work our way through the episode. Yeah. <clears throat> like I said, I mean, I felt pretty stupid cause, uh, it took me, I think basically the end of the clip to like pay attention to what was actually happening. I didn't realize it was a flashback. I felt pretty stupid. Yeah, I wasn't really I, I, thinking about the name. Yeah, I didn't realize like, it. Oh, oh, that's Kim. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it at first either. It took like a second. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, you know, like you said, it, you know, that part was good. And then we kind of go into the, you know, with Jimmy and the agreement that they settle on. And you just know the whole time, like, oh, he's going to, he's not going to stick to it because he can't help but just pester with people he feel are in power. And then these are kind of like the parallels, you know, that kind of comes into like someone like, like Walt, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if Walt would have just stayed in line with Gus, you could actually see in a world where Gus, like as an alternative to the current drug cartels, like he was a much better alternative. And ultimately like who replaced him in the crazy white supremacist Nazi guys like yes um uh, in a way was a necessary evil mm-hmm. and it's just like what Jimmy is he kind of can't help but push the boundaries with these people that he feels as the empower establishment you know whatever yeah and you know he, it's just he's gonna drag her along with him yeah I, I feel like he's like I feel like he can be stopped in the early in the early stages of the game. Like there was that moment where he was trying to and you know we talked about it last week where he was kind of coaxing Kim along but was ultimately still giving her the choice and yeah. she decided to start and it feels like to me once he starts he can't let it go. Yeah, once he gets a green light like it is just yeah. You can't stop. Then it becomes a literal, I mean, in this episode, like a, a literal and figurative production for him. 
Like he, once he starts putting in the work to it, he must see it through. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you know, look at what I have done. And also, you know, it's just him rubbing his, you know, rubbing their nose in the dirt and, you know, proving all the people again, like that Kevin guy, I think the worst thing he could have told him was that he was just a third rate huckster, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. It's like, Oh man, I wonder if this is just going to keep going because he said something like that. Like he just constantly feels like he has something to prove. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, for, I thought there was a lot of fun though to have in the episode. Oh, so much fun. (laughs) Uh, everything from him, like running the set of like making the commercials or, even trying to convince the his film, I love that he still has this film crew from like the first season of the show. Yeah, uh, these guys gotta be done with college, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, we don't know how how much time has passed. Yeah, uh, I oh, mean, no, we, I mean, it's, if, it's, if we presume think, a year, this is their fifth year. Well, but, I don't think every year is a necessarily a full calendar year. Yeah, because I think I think it's been. Because it starts in 2004, right? Isn't that yeah. when the series starts? I think so. And we're supposed to be getting right... And then Breaking Bad supposed to be right into 2007. Mm-hmm. And I know they said, now we are getting into the timeline of Breaking Bad. So yes, it's got to have been at least three years. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I loved all of that stuff. And of course, they do a, a just a tremendous montage of... Jimmy giving like acting directions and uh, I just had so much fun with all of that stuff. Um, you know, that was great it, to me. It was great fun seeing Mike do uh, all of his stuff, just like, Oh of, yeah. Going to the library and buying those books scene then, with Nacho. Oh yeah. He, all of that was tremendous. Going to the, the police station to plant that, uh, inner office memo, uh, and then uh, just, I mean, he just talked to the kid, but you know, it's Mike. So the, he was immediately intimidated by his presence and was very, yeah. very, very, very sorry that he did not. How long that's been there? It's like, uh, it's, uh, when's that Mark for today? To get it today? Yeah. He is so great. Uh, yeah, that was, that was all good stuff. Um, I mean, that scene with Nacho though, you know, that's where it's like, you know, we always kind of talk about like, uh, you know, the reason why Gus likes Mike is he kind of sees someone similar to him. Um, you know, then you know, obviously Mike's kind of with him on this revenge tour now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whenever him and Nacho talk, and Nacho's like, you know, basically pleads his case, like, dude, this isn't about me. This is about my dad. Like, yeah, I know. I made my bed. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, you have that moment with Mike where it's like, yeah, he wants revenge, but it's like not at all costs kind of thing. Like, yes, he's he's had his revenge. He's seen what all caught, you know, no half measures gets you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he was able to learn that lesson, whereas Gus hasn't allowed himself to learn that lesson yet. Yeah. Which is, you know, ultimately going into the Walter stuff, you know, you let this fester and go. It's you will have your day of reckoning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I really like, um, you still got that soft side. It it kind of went unsaid, but not really like when Nacho is talking about, like, like you said, I made my bed, I'm going to lay in it, but you know, 
he's got a gun to my dad's head. And Mike was just like, you could see it. He was just like, son of a bitch. He's like, okay, we'll take care of Lalo first. Then we'll talk. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause obviously we got to deal with the, the nacho character at, at some point. So, uh, that'll, yeah, that'll get done eventually. I'm sure. Uh, let's, uh, maybe we should talk about that boardroom scene. Uh, oh, I mean, that's not even the funniest scene. Okay. Go, what was your favorite? Oh, the hookers. Oh my God. How, how could I forget? I forgot. <laughs> there was, they went out of their way. All of the story that they're telling between my, uh, between Jimmy and Kim and Mesa Verde. And then all of the stuff with Mike and Gus and Nacho. There was a scene. And they just Jimmy went, still has time to just fuck with Howard. with Howard. Yeah. <laughs> He helped a couple of hookers like get off of a case. I don't remember what it was, but um, I'm sure it was soliciting sex. I'm sure it was. And he was, oh yeah, yeah, because he's like, hey, because uh, they're like, hey, it's almost lunch. We need to get back out there. And he's like, are you sure you don't want to just take a break? Like, please just don't get caught. But then a light bulb. Hey, we goes give off. you a quick uh, uh, tug and rub. You know, you don't have to take <laughs> your pants off. Make it, we'll clean you up good. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> He a light bulb goes off in his head, and he's like, "Okay, hey, ladies, how much for an hour of your time?" And he pays two hookers essentially to just go and bug <laughs> Howard Hamlin at a restaurant or like a golf club or something to pretend like he owes them money. And yeah, he's it's just, like the restaurant that all the lawyers go to. Yeah, and he Jimmy is just watching from a car with binoculars, just like joking. He's like, "Oh, Howard, these aren't my hookers. My, my hookers are." are taller than this. <laughs> like he's just laughing yeah. uh, hysterically. And he just did this just to screw with Howard. Uh, but it, but it you plays. You know what I'm talking about. How we, how we, you don't go on a cruise and just pay for the tugboat. If you get what I'm saying. And <laughs> Howard is just like, I do not know a T dog. I do not know a tugboat. Uh, I do not know you <laughs> ladies, but he's totally coming off like he does and is embarrassed, which is yeah, funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is the goal is just to embarrass him. Uh, but this also plays into your point about Jimmy. Like, he feels like, uh, you know, Howard is this, this big shot who wronged him, and uh, he's just doing this because he's like, this is what Howard deserves. Yeah, uh, and he's good at it. you know. Again, just going back to Breaking Bad, you know, even what Walter says, you know, finally admits to Skyler why he did what he did. It's because he was good at it and he liked the power. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and that's same I... thing with Jimmy. It's he he likes the power that yep. he can wield. You know, he's not a chemist, but damn, does he have a way with words? <laughs> he sure does. You know. Okay, so the good, and then going into that, the I guess the mediation the the settlement and it's just like so you've got jimmy who went to american samoa college <laughs> yes and he's going up against i mean i guess uh you know kim went to like university of new mexico and you know wherever rich went and you know, page, or page she went. is a lawyer and it's like so i mean he is going against three lawyers one of them whose whole client is the bank Yes. Another one who he just knows is a good lawyer. And then the other one who owns a firm and is definitely more hands-on than someone like Howard. Like, yes. Uh, definitely is a much better lawyer than Howard, where Howard's just the face man to 
you know, his, yes. his brother being the actual brains. Yes. Uh, and he is just everything that they have to go against him. He is just slaying them. It's just yep. like, nope, nope. I mean, he just has a BS answer for every little everything. thing. Him. Or he'll just ignore it. It's just like, I, it doesn't matter. I, this is what I can do. And they're like, oh, we'll sue him for liability. He's like, oh, okay, well, it's just going to turn to a game of whack-a-mole, you know? <laughs> I mean, the the ads are, like, so ridiculous. Like, I, I walked, walked into the bank and got a rash. <laughs> yeah, or the, yeah, the lady was scratching ridiculously. The the one who's like, they, they pulled down his pants. And it's like, have you walked into a Mesa Verde bank and seen somebody with bare genitals? It's just, like, bare genitals on the screen. Like, call Saul Goodman. Uh, and they're like, none of this is true. And it's like, you know, we'll stop these ads from airing before. And he's like, nah, nah, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, you know, and he's talking, essentially he's like, he knows they're bullshit, but they'll get out there and people will see them. And he's like, we've got ads, uh, in Arizona and in Utah and in New Mexico. Like he's got, he bought ad space for all of these places. And he's like, the, the word's going to get out there. And then he drops the whole, um, the photo thing, which to be fair, that's a thing they have him on. Cause uh, yeah, Kevin's I mean, like, that's not a, it's a real thing. Yeah. Kevin's like, my dad paid for that photo. And he's like, yeah, but you didn't pay for the rights. You paid for a copy of the photo. Like you don't own the rights. Uh, you know, that's a legitimate thing. Uh, he just, and he kept hammering them on everything. And it's, it's not like, you know, they're like, you're going to lose. And he's like, Oh, I know, but I'm going to make you look really bad before I do. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's what they want it's to gonna, avoid. I'm gonna hurt your business so bad. Yeah, and that's essentially what they want to avoid. And Kevin's, by the way, I think honestly, I think maybe the funniest part of this, uh, the whole episode, was when they showed the the actual commercial for the Mesa Verde Bank. Oh my god, <laughs> it was so awesome. Uh, everything down from like the the wooden like stilted acting to the yup. Like, <laughs> like, uh, Glenn, you've lived in Texas for a long time. Are there anything, is there anything close to ads like that on television? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, any cowboy, quote unquote cowboy family bills. business where yeah. they throw their kids into it. So like, there's one that's not like cowboyish, yeah. but there's one that, uh, I always just was annoyed by. Uh, which was sells you more, which they're not even owned by the same family, but it's one of those businesses where they like have to put their kids front and center in the ads. Yeah. And they're just terrible. You know, it's like <laughs> Godfather yes. three, but like way <laughs> less, uh, commercially viable. Uh, I thought, but, no, I thought that ad was tremendous. Like I, I loved it so much. Uh, yeah, I've seen my fair share of, of cowboy ads. Yeah, not for a bank, but yeah, I've seen my fair share of cowboy uh, ads. It was tremendous. All the way down to the, I love the little tiny detail of, it's like a homegrown commercial, uh, which they shot probably in like one take or whatever. And at the end, like the the cowboy like gets the horse to like buck up and uh, yeah, classic cowboy thing. When he comes back down. Uh, the camera starts to fade the logo over top of the 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 side preview. It doesn't line up perfectly. It doesn't line up perfectly, and the cowboy looks right at the camera, like right at the end before. <laughs> I all of that was like perfect to me. Like, oh, that's a that's a bad local television ad right there. Uh, 
I thought it was genius. Uh, yeah, that was tremendous. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's try to put uh, Kim Wexler down on the couch here, Glenn, because I think we need to workshop through the end of this episode because I was everything was feeling great all the way up until those last couple words. Uh, yeah. I I thought for sure that Jimmy had had fucked everything up. Royal, like when she came, not only was she mad, but she was, she seemed empty. Like the way she was responding, everything was like a one syllable answer, but there was like no oomph behind anything. Like you could tell she was mad, but like in a way where she was detached, even like almost like yeah, she was like shell-shocked. even exhausted. Yeah. Um, but you know, she notes that this is not the first time that Jimmy has kind of used her in the thing. Now, I I don't think entirely, I mean, some of it is definitely Jimmy, like once he started the show, he can't not finish it. But his some of his reasoning was kind of correct. Like it yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't not wrong. Yeah, he did lay all of the heat off of her. And without her, with her not knowing anything, um, you know, they weren't it's working together. It's genuine anger that she had for him. Yeah, they weren't working together. But also, everybody essentially got what they wanted. Uh, but, you know, Kim was, you know, as we learned from young Kim earlier on, like, she hates this kind of bullshit. Like, she'd rather walk three miles home in the dark than ride in the car with her mom who was bullshitting her about how much she had to drink that night. And, you know, she knows that Jim, you know, she's like, look, you got to promise me, like, you'll never do this again. And he says, I won't. And he's like, no, that's a lie. Uh, You know, he couldn't look her in the eye and tell her like, this is, he's like, you can't make me believe you because you don't believe you. Uh, and everything feels like it's heading towards a break. Like she feels like she's going to say it too. Like that they're going to end things. And she's like, you know, either this is it or, and then she has a hard time saying the next thing, but eventually she just says, get married. And I'm like, what? Like that was a good way to end the episode because I was left confused. I mean, it plays, it plays into my theory that they are still together and we just don't see her in Breaking Bad. Like, that she somehow, like, becomes just like him. Uh, and we just we just never see her. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what did you make of all of that? Well, I think she established, you know, they've, you know, it's like, uh, so it's turned into... I love him. He has some faults. I'm willing to live with those faults. Turns into, well, I can't practice the same way that you practice. Yes. Um, So we got to keep that all separate. And then it was like, okay, well, we can have a practice together, but you have your business. I have my business. Yes. And then it turned into, okay, well, that we can't do that. You know, you kind of give me some plausible deniability. And then it's, okay, well, I need Jimmy for this thing because he has a particular set of skills. Mm Mm-hmm. To, you know, she, but she's always got rushes whenever they've done little cons here or there. And I think it's just, she wants in on it with him because she does all this good work. You know, she did everything she could to help this Acker guy. Yeah. Um, 
and it wasn't enough. You yeah. know, she she would have to cheat to help the quote unquote little guy. Yeah, she had to. It it required a swindling in yeah. order to to get it. And it's either I think it's just she just knows she can't tiptoe anymore. She's either got to be completely out or jump in with two feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see where this goes because the problem you know now is so you got Lalo who's in jail. Obviously, he's going to call him to be his lawyer, mm-hmm. and we'll see if Kim gets dragged into it. Uh, um, yes, yeah, and if Kim becomes collateral with Lalo, then that kind of explains him and Gus's connection. You know, where it definitely seems Mike's a liaison to, yeah, to Saul. Um, because mm-hmm. even Gus, like, if I'm remembering correctly, like. He definitely knows that Saul's a damn good lawyer. It's just not his his particular liking kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But no, it's just yeah. It was just it ended and it was just it was sad because it's just like man, this isn't going to end well. No, you know. Um. Again, I think we. I like to me. I think the best outcome is Jimmy just finds her. They've been broken up. Cause I just, I don't see how this ends well for Kim unless there's a break. Yeah. Um, it certainly feels like it's, I mean, I don't think they would have mentioned that if that wasn't the, the direction they were heading in. Um, I mean, cause the, those are pretty, uh, op, like those are definitely polar opposite options. I. Uh, either we split up or we commit to be with one another forever. Uh, I mean, you can't get more polar opposite than that. So no, it's, I mean, it's just, she either chooses this life or she doesn't. Yes. I think that is what it boils down to. Uh, but I don't think she would have brought up getting married unless her wanting to be a, I don't know. Like to me, like once you've already, once you've broached that question to me, it's a formality. Once you're willing to say like, Oh, if you want, I'm willing to do this. Well, you might as well do it already because you've. Or, it feels also, like she's she already doesn't made the quite know the full story. She just thinks this is, uh, you know what? We can just fuck over the big boys and let's just help. You know, even if these guys are quote unquote criminals, like the fifty yes. percent off guys, like yes, you know what? They're still poor. They ain't got a chance. They still need something to fight for them. She doesn't know anything about Lalo Salamanca or any of that shit. No. Yeah, she doesn't know that. There are people who are real bad guys that Jimmy is with, not just, you know. Yes. You know, crooks are going to go in and out of jail just because they're just scummy people, but they're not, you know, evil necessarily. Yeah. They're just, you know. Yeah. I, um, you're right. Snatchers and stuff. Right. And I think that is going to eventually, that's going to all topple down hopefully in a way that leaves Kim alive. Like, boy, that would be very heartbreaking, but I don't know. There's, I'm trying to remember Saul from breaking bad. And I mean, I would imagine if something really bad happened to Kim, that that would have a major impact on his character. I I would think. Well, I mean, it becomes more extreme with like the, the associate of, you know, him distancing himself from Jimmy. Because the only reason why you know his name's Jimmy McGill is because he says it one time in the whole show. 
Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you first meet him. And then it's just Saul from here on out, you know, and then mm-hmm. the colorful suits and the constitution on the wall. I mean, it's just all a show, a show you know, yeah. and now we're just seeing how empty that show really is. You yeah. Know? I mean, we don't really get to see much of Saul's life outside of that in Breaking Bad either. No, so. no, not at all. Um, so there's a lot that there's a lot of ground that can still be. Uh, but you know, you see all the cash that he has on hand whenever he goes to leave, and yeah, I know Ovid's coming from. Yep. Walt, but also, um, I mean, you know that he's also in cahoots with other drug dealers. I mean, he's definitely making money. It, yeah. Maybe that's how he sells it. Yeah, you never see his home. Mm-mm. You know, which but I again, mean, just like just like with Gus, I mean, you just think he lives in a decent size home. I mean, he even lives in like a, you know, he lives in a nice house, but it's nothing like yeah. extravagant, you know, that he could live in. It's moderate, yes. Yeah, and seem like Saul would probably be the same. I mean, look at his office, and he had with that just lined of cash everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, to me, it's like there's yeah, I mean, it's it's all a front, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's definitely part of me that's like, you know, they didn't show you any of Saul's home life. So maybe Kim is still a part of it throughout Breaking Bad. But then again, I think about the show. I think about Breaking Bad and that feels like, I don't know, that feels like a thing maybe they wouldn't do. Like they wouldn't be like, oh, Kim's, Kim's still around through Breaking Bad. You just never see her and she's never mentioned uh, or any of that stuff. And it's, I, I, I think it's clear that she's not in the flash forwards with Gene, the Cinnabon manager. So I, at least I don't think so, but we don't know. We haven't seen all of the, the, the flash forwards yet, but it feels to me like that's something that, I don't know, that feels like too loose of a thing for this show to, to do is just like, Oh, that character does exist, but you just never see her or hear from her ever again. Uh, it doesn't feel like that's something this show would do. They're usually pretty tight about like, you know, here's usually here's what happens to the characters. So it seems like it's probably headed for something not good, but let's, let's hope for a breakup. Maybe that's the, uh, the best we can hope for. I don't want to see Kim get killed, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I guess we're, uh, about four episodes away now from the end of the season. So we've still got Ooh. a little bit of ways to go, but uh, still four episodes. Really got three episodes before yes. it hits the fan because they always do the, well, besides the one with Chuck, I mean, it's, but generally the penultimate's kind of the yeah. where things happen. Yeah. Uh, so any final thoughts on episode six and what would you give it? No, it's just, it's a good episode. Um, I'll probably give it four and three quarters. Yep. Yep. That's what I gave it as well. Solid. Great episode. Has this season been the best season so far? Do you think? I feel like this has been the best season. Uh, I've, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, like there hasn't been an episode where we're like, Oh, that was a bad episode. Uh, they just don't exist with this show. At least not yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I still think the best episode that we've seen is the, the courtroom with his brother. That was tremendous. Yes. I think that's still been the best, but I think as an overall season so far, six episodes in, uh, this feels like the best that they've done so yeah, far, yeah. which is saying something. Cause it's a great show. Yeah. A lot more of a balancing act too, between mm-hmm. all these characters. Cause they don't, 
really have a lot of scenes together. I mean, it's really like you've got Jimmy and Kim, but even like Mike and go a whole episode without running to Gus, Gus go a whole episode without running to Mike or Nacho. So like yep. the fact that you have like these three other characters in your main five cast that mm-hmm. are almost exclusively by themselves with maybe one scene tied into each other mm-hmm. is uh, it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, and this show is, I feel like seamlessly sliding into breaking bad. Like this doesn't feel disjointed and like, Oh, we've got a, we've got to set this up here. We've got to set this up. here. It doesn't feel like any forced putting pieces into position. Everything feels like it's very like, uh, logically kind of falling into place. Yeah, It just goes where the characters are going to take them is what it feels like. You, mm-hmm. know, yep. you know, the characters are driving the action. So it's not that you have to like, you, it's like you said, it's not like they're having, it doesn't feel like they're having the right them to this point to get them to this point. Yeah. It's more of like, okay, if this is the point we got to get to, how would they get there? Not how are we going to put them there, but how would the character actually get, get there. to this point? Yep. Uh, and I think they've been doing an excellent job of that. Everything just seems to be just clicking into place nicely. So, uh, yeah, uh, excited for the next episode. I got to find out where everything goes uh, from here. So in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher and Spotify. Just search for Better Talk Saul. Hit subscribe, and that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about more Saul Season 5. It'll be episode seven called J.M.M. M.